Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ministry Staff Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. Uh, This is the podcast for anyone who volunteers, serves, or is employed at any type of ministry, missions organization, or a church, or anything. This is the podcast you want to be listening to. Subscribe to it. Check it out on a regular basis. And here we go. We are talking about the last in our series, Lines You Can't Cross. We're, we're, this is the fourth fourth uh, episode on this, Lines You Can't Cross, and here is the title. Guys, this is going to be a good one. Don't, don't, don't turn this one off. Here's the title. Allowing your emotional, your emotional needs to motivate your serving. Allowing your emotional needs to motivate your serving. This is a line you can't cross. Man, and it's difficult. Ministry can't be about others if it's about you. Selfishness, which is what that is, is the lid on your life and it will absolutely restrain your growth, period. There's no other way around that. And wrong motivations, the, the reason why you do things, it will always lead you away from God when your motives are wrong. Hmm. Listen, this is a hard, a hard concept that emotional pull, that that personal needs that we we as people bring into ministry, looking for ministry and are serving and are working, are volunteering to fulfill those needs. This is kind of a hard concept to grab hold of, but it's absolutely necessary to growth that you don't do that, that you don't bring that in. I, I've served in the ministry for over three decades. I started volunteering at my church when I was 11. And then eventually I was employed in ministry. And well, I, well, I still am as of the you know, start of this podcast. <laughs> I saw many people do many things. I heard a lot of conversations over the years, complaints, desires, frustrations, many things that reveal a person's true heart towards the ministry where they serve, which by the way, is actually your heart towards God. But, you know, that's a side note. We can't, can't really dig into all that today. I've seen a lot of people come and go over the years. Some stayed for a few months. Some stayed for some weeks. Some stayed for years. Some for decades. But if there was a wrong heart, eventually they were not there anymore. And everyone, everyone who walked away from ministry or, unfortunately, sometimes had to be asked to leave, they had this one thing in common, this one thing. Ministry was not meeting their needs. Serving, volunteering, being on staff was not meeting their personal needs, their need for love or for money or to use their gifts or for recognition or to be the top person in charge. Man, that's a big one. So many people leave because they realize they're not going to be the number one person. My goodness. Some, some left because they feel like they couldn't be as creative if they wanted to. Some left because of laziness, which is really just your desire to fuel your personal life off the work of others, but we won't get into that. Some people, ministry didn't meet their need for personal value, for joy, for peace, to make amends for their own past, to make them feel okay with the past they lived. Listen, Ministry will not solve those problems for you. Ministry will not make you feel valuable. If it does, then, then it's wrong. It's not working right. You say, and I'm not saying you don't get any value out of ministry. You got to listen to what I'm saying. 
But if you say the only way I feel valuable is by volunteering or serving or being able to do this or do that, or you get so much joy out of people appreciating your work, there is a problem at work when that happens. And because these problems are of the heart, positions and recognition won't solve them. They can temporarily cover them but they won't solve them and they will absolutely come out. There are so many people like you and I who look to serving in the ministry as their solution to make their own lives whole. I've done it. I have lived there before. I'm so glad to be able to say I don't live there now. That I feel whole as a person outside of ministry. Has, the ministry has no, nothing, nothing more to do with it. It used to, but it doesn't. To, and, and to just kind of jump the gun on you, my relationship with God solved that problem. And I'll talk to you a little bit more about that. So, something I want you to know, people look to, for ministry and serving to make them happy and fulfilled, to feel loved, to feel valuable. They look to their work to make their, listen to this, listen to this. They look to their work or their serving, what they're doing in ministry, to make their past no longer have a hold on them and their future desirable. When you do that, you're motivating your serving strictly from yourself. It's really not about others. And ministry is always about others. Ministry can't be about you if it's not about others. I mean, it can't be about you. It has to be about others. Serving won't feel, won't, serving won't fix the fact that you feel like people don't see the real you. Serving won't fix the fact that your parents may have gotten a divorce. It won't fix the fact that you were raised by parents that you can never please. Serving in ministry will not fix hidden sin. It will not make you feel forgiven for your past. Serving will not fix feeling unloved. Ministry won't fix that. That's not what ministry does. In the aspect of serving in ministry, that is not why we serve. And if you bring those things into your serving, then you end up with a battle. It's a battle between two visions, the ministry's vision and the vision of your personal needs. And I'm telling you right now, I've been there. I'm not just talking because I think it's cool. I'm, I'm telling you from experience, only one wins. Only one of those visions will win. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes decades. But it'll come out. It'll come out. You know, and you, you can serve with excitement and you can high five and you can talk about the vision and you can be pumped up. But you find yourself using that vision or the work you're doing, the, 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 the serving where you're at, to satisfy your own heart. You're going to end up in a different place than what you expected. See, because you're, you're coming and your expectation is what's wrong in me will get fixed as I work. That's not where it gets fixed. Listen to the very first podcast I talked about. It talks about the fact that we build ourselves up outside of ministry. And I'm not saying the ministry doesn't do us any good. Don't, don't read anything into it and create some kind of doctrine like ministry is not allowed to help anybody who serves. That's not what I mean. But we build ourselves up outside of church and we bring that strength, that power of God, that grace with us when we serve. If we're showing up broken 
and we're needing ministry and serving to fix us, we're doing it wrong. Eventually, it won't go right. And listen, this is why. Here's here's one of the main. This is where I really what I wanted to get to. God is not in charge of your life unless you let Him. Your head is not in charge of your life either. Your heart is in charge of your life. And see, we can we have these things going on in us that that create some turmoil, some displeasures, things we need to hide. Uh, one of our pastors on staff say we have two people: the the perp person we are and the person we present to others. And when those don't match up, there's a problem. And so often in ministry, as I listen, I've been at this a long time. I see people like that. And what happens is they are not free to serve because their master is their personal needs, not the vision. You see, I, I used to I used to do music, and and I, and I still play, and I, and I can sing on my own. I have I have uh, I can play several instruments. Just one of the graces God gave me, and I used to do a lot of music, and now I don't do any. And when it came time for me not to do music anymore, it was a zero effort transition out of music. Took me no no difficulty to move away. Why? Because I had learned by that point that what I did didn't define who I was. See, what I was there at the, by that time, my heart had gotten right. See, it used to not be right, and this was my thought process. If they don't let me sing this way or play the instrument this way, they're hindering me, blah, blah, blah. They're, 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 being, they're not understanding. My leader's not seeing it right, and this is so frustrating, and blah, 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 blah. Self, 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 me, 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 I, I, I. But I had gotten my heart right, and this was my, this is honestly, this was my honest heart. It's like, Pastor, whatever it is you need me to do, I'm there. If you've got something in your heart that you need fixed and you think I can solve it, put me there. And when and Pastor said, Chad, I want you out of music. I want you doing technical things full time. I don't want you in the music anymore. I said, done. If that's what you need, Pastor, to move this ministry forward, then you can count on me. Let me tell you, I can't express how peaceful my heart was in those moments and how all through the years after that, my heart is at such peace with the ministry. It's so easy to make transitions, so easy to move and change things and do this and follow the leadership wherever they need to go because ministry is not what I'm using to fix me. It's what I'm using to fix others. I'm loving on others. I'm expressing God. It's all about other people, which ministry is. Ministry is all about others. Now listen, our heart can get difficult to deal with sometimes. We live in an imperfect world. It's difficult. It's hard. And and I'm not saying if you're having any struggle there that you're, oh, you're the worst servant ever. You should quit and just sit under the sermons and never participate for years until your heart is perfect. Listen, that's not going to happen. Keeping my heart right and keeping your heart right in that matter is going to take time. It's a lifestyle. It's not a project. It doesn't have a start and finish and now I'm done forever. No, it's a lifestyle. And let me show you this from the word. Jesus in Matthew, I'm sorry, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he came 
to pray. He's, he's about to have to go through the crucifixion. They're going to reject him. They're going to beat him. They're going to whip him. They put him on a cross. And then there's the whole spiritual side of a person who knows no sin, no shame, who is going to be covered in all of man's sin and shame and then rejected by God Almighty and placed into hell. This is a whole process we'll never really fully understand. But Jesus is getting ready to go through this process and he goes to a garden to pray. And let me tell you what he was doing in that prayer. He was not asking for the address and the zip code of Jerusalem. He's not saying, hey, Jesus, should I wear the red shoes tomorrow? I mean, Father God, or, or should I wear the sandals? Which one do you want me to wear at the crucifixion? I, I was, wasn't sure. He is there calling out to God to get his heart all the way behind what he needs to do. Even Jesus is fighting against wrong thoughts and wrong hearts and things that are trying to lead him away from the perfect will of God. And he's saying, before I go, listen, listen, before I go and minister in this way, let me get my heart right. And he did. And this is what his heart reaction was. Father, whatever you want, I'm there. His heart was for God. That's how you fix this problem. Your heart's got to be all about God. And over time, as you begin to look to God, build a personal relationship with God, God will begin to show you things. He'll begin to help you send others across your path to help clear out some of those things in your heart, in your life that aren't right. Some of those things that are restraining you, that are holding you back, secret sin, shame, things of your past, fear of the future, all kinds of things. He'll send you what you need to begin to clear it out if you begin to take the steps to do that. Listen, in ministry, it is, is, is such a, I don't quite now know how to say it, it can be so difficult on your heart. Sometimes so much has to come out of your heart, but in order to give it, it's got to be in your heart. And if you don't have the right things that are in your heart, it's so frustrating and ministry can be so draining and it can be so demanding and it can be so annoying and it can be confusing. But that is why we have a relationship with God, which includes reading and studying your Bible, reading your Bible for the purpose of learning who you are who God is to you, who you are to him, and how to walk in it. Not just moving chapter from chapter through some reading plan. Grabbing a hope of the word and looking to that Bible and the words written in it, the true representation of Jesus Christ in those words, which he is, that's what it says in John chapter 1, to change your life and make you into a different person, build you into that. And then... With that word in us, we spend time in prayer and time in gratitude before God and in worship and his praises and time listening, time meditating on scriptures and building ourselves up so that when we come into ministry, it is selfless, not selfish. And it's very possible to do ministry from a wrong thing. If you, uh, I was about to say earlier, Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, Jesus is talking about the Pharisees, and he's actually, he actually is quoting Isaiah. He says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It's possible to be in ministry and be doing it wrong, not even have a heart for God. You're there because maybe you're a really talented musician, and you're there because 
People love it when you sing or when you play, and it's all about the praise, and it's all about feeling good. Listen, I tell people in my own staff, if you no, if no one ever saw your work again, can you still be completely happy? If no one ever saw what you did in ministry, not a single thing, no one ever knew you worked, that even the pastor doesn't even know what you're doing, can you do it faithfully? Can you be fully committed and completely happy with doing it? If not, let's get there. And I, I just want to reiterate, I've kind of jumped around in my notes some, but just I want to reiterate, ministry won't solve those problems. But listen to this, ministry can help when it's done correctly. Serving others, moving through that selfless application of your Christianity which is what serving is, ministering to others, does build you up. God's faithful to see those moments when you're sowing into others and put back into you. God is faithful as you begin to pray, as you begin to study, as you begin to worship God on your own. Listen to what I just said. On your own, at home, not just driving your car, not just in the shower, all those are the great places to pray and worship God, but you spend time alone, purposeful, set aside time. God will absolutely change your life if you make him the biggest part of it, of your life. Feed yourself on the word of God. Feed yourself on that moments and God will begin to change that. Listen, if you don't, ministry is gonna frustrate you. It's going to cause problems, and frustration eventually leads to separation. This is why people leave. They quit the ministry because they can't get their needs fulfilled. This is not what I expected. I expected to serve, and my life would be better. No, you're going to have to go to God for that. Serving in ministry. Listen to this, and it's where I'm going to end on the podcast. It's a fruit it's not the start. It's not the seed. It's the fruit. It ought to come out of your heart. Ministry is best when it is a fruit. And I'm not saying that ministry can't build you up and ministry can't change you in a good way and that serving doesn't teach you a lot about yourself and about God because it does. But if your motivation for serving is to feel better about your past or your future, you're doing it wrong, and it's not going to work out for you. Eventually, listen to this key, you will not be able to submit to correction or to your leader or to a direction you're being asked to go, and it's going to frustrate you, and it's going to break you. It's going to break you away from the ministry and eventually from God. And if you have been at church any amount of time, six months maybe, you've seen people that this has happened. They're bitter. They don't, they, they don't participate. They won't serve. They're jumping from church to church anywhere they can use their gift. They're never really connected with God. They're just connected with themselves. And it's a hard life on the inside. It'll catch up with you later in life. That's why you see people 60, 70 years old just quit Christianity altogether. No church, no this, no Bible, no nothing. Don't do that. One of the lines you cannot cross as allowing your emotional needs to be the reason that you serve. You need to serve because you love God. And if you're struggling to get there, 
I can tell you this. I can't give you three steps. It says, here's what you need to do to fix the struggle because it's not a project. It's a lifestyle. It doesn't have a start and an end. It's a continual thing. But here's what you can do. Begin to pray. Begin to study your Bible. Here's a great place to read is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We go, that's the love chapter. Yeah, the love starts, generally we say verse 4 through 8, but I'm talking about verse 1 through 3 when it talks about serving and loving others with a wrong heart. Begin to study it and begin to let God work in your life. Listen, this is something, I'm just going to kind of side note this because I don't want to make the podcast too long. We think sometimes we got to get the formula for changing our life exactly right. Let me tell you, it's a one-step formula. It's called faith. And anything you do, because you really believe if you'll start doing this, that God will work in your life, he will absolutely use that. And I don't mean, hey, I'm going to commit adultery so God will fix my life. No, listen, I, I didn't know how to study my Bible. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to worship. I just knew that those were part of the process. I started there. It was so terrible the way I studied my Bible and the way I prayed. So ridiculous and stupid. And it absolutely changed my life because it was all I knew to do at the time. Listen, wherever you're at in your life, I'm not asking you to quit ministry if your heart's wrong. I'm asking you to get your heart right. Your ministry needs you and God needs you. As you serve, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. It can be, but you're gonna have to bring in a right heart, a right motivation. Ministry will not solve your heart, but it is a great tool. Don't give up if your heart's wrong. Begin to fix it outside of ministry and see what God's going to do in your heart and in your life. Listen, I'm telling you, after 25 years of ministry, it is lovely. It is wonderful, and it is great. It's not always easy, but man, I love serving in the ministry. It's so wonderful, and you can too if you get the right heart and the right attitude, and it is well within your grasp to be able to do it. You can do it. And man, listen, that's all the time we've got for the podcast today. This one actually went just a touch long, but that's okay. Listen, if you enjoyed today's podcast, maybe you've got questions about it, maybe comments, anything, let me know. You can go to our website, ministrystaffpodcast.com. You can send me a message to the website. You can email me directly, ministrystaffpodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. And I'm telling you, we're going to pick up on some more podcasts. This is the end of the line you can't cross, the lines you can't cross series. Got some great podcasts already planned out coming up. We'll talk to you again.